Hello, everyone. I'm Casey. And I'm Michael. And welcome to Put That Record On. This week, we're spinning Fearless, Taylor's version by Taylor Swift, her first in a series of re-recordings of her previous albums released in 2021. So please join us around the record player, sit back, and enjoy. Before we get into discussing all of everything this week, we actually have some follow-up. All of everything. We have some follow-up. What? Follow-up? This, in this hey, country? This, <laughs> in this state of affairs? Uh, yeah, this episode isn't going to be long at all. Definitely not at all. So I figured I'd actually talk about some follow-up. I'm so, so sleep-deprived from the last one. Jesus, I am so tired. And it's also been raining all day, so like that makes me sleepy. And I didn't take a nap uh, because I knew if I took a nap that I'd be more tired and I wouldn't get up. But like all I want to do is nap anyway. It's 23 and sunny outside, so it's... It is... Very nice. Very nice. So, uh, back in the Chemtrails Over the Country Club episode 10 extravaganza, I made a statement that is actually incorrect. And I'm blaming my high school English teacher. I should not have trusted her. But I was taught and believed and was annoyed uh, by the fact that people would abbreviate until as T-I-L-L, till. Um, believing that till was a just a cash register and it had nothing to do with until and that it was being incorrectly used and that apostrophe t-i-l is the correct abbreviation for until this is entirely untrue and this was pointed out by a friend of the pod paul who y'all have met um voice wise over random access memories he is our resident liberal arts specialist and uh yeah till t-i-l-l predates the word until and meant until, and then until came on the scene. Not entirely sure why. So they are both the same thing. There is no abbreviation of the word until. So apostrophe T-I-L as an abbreviation for until is incorrect. And so I've been complaining about something mentally for, you know, quite a few years of my life now. Um, but yeah, now I, when I'm reading books, I actually get to be happy to see the word T-I-L-L, and I am a changed person. So thank you, Paul. What a success story. That is the clearest I have ever spoken about anything on this show. It was. Did you have, I assume you had notes. I hope you had notes. No. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's like Emmy. Hang, hang on. Let me, let me just like. I'm proud of you. <laughs> My only notes are what you see in follow up. <laughs> wow. That, that, you sound like you, you were like, you articulate. You like, you were ready. <laughs> This is actually what I'm passionate about. <laughs> you should have been a liberal arts major. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know. I, I could have maybe survived it. Who knows? Um, I also was wrong and I'm a changed person, I guess. I Well, that's the th- we we made the point that I see it because I read sometimes. That's true. And so I was just thinking every book I read was incorrect. <laughs> Yep, that's it's the American way, really. I was taught this by my AP English teacher. I was lied to. But she has also stalked Bono, Bono and admitted to it to her students. So, like, you know, Sometimes, maybe you I gotta, shouldn't yeah, trust you gotta trust. <laughs> maybe you should have considered that one a little bit more thoroughly. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. The other piece of follow-up is um, I think I might know 
why I knew Beyond by Yes. I am not 100% sure, but um, the reason I think I know it is I believe it was on one of my ex's playlists. And um, they were the type that, you know, they just had the one, like their music, and it was on their phone. So anytime they were driving, that was probably what came on that playlist. And so, you know, for a couple years, I would regularly hear that music. And I believe that could be why I know that song, because it was on that playlist. That makes sense. And hence why you would not be able to find it now. Hence why I would not be able to find it. Hence, like, why I kind of would forgotten about it because i'm it's not on anything i'm listening to and it's been you know a few years it's been a few years so yeah i actually do think that's why and why like i would know that intro and why you know it'd be something that i just like is part of my vernacular and something i just randomly whistle or or do because i that didn't change but i never made the connection as like why (laughs) And, and now you can sleep better at night yeah yeah I, it's not, I don't remember that being the case, but I'm like, I actually, I, it's like, it tracks. It all tracks, so. Yeah, that all makes sense. That's a, It's a good enough story that I just believe that one and and get to sleep. If that's not the truth and something comes up that and I actually do figure <laughs> it out, cool, I'll welcome it. But until then, uh, yeah, I feel a little better about that. <laughs> good, good old follow-up for the people. Yes, we actually yeah, remembered, so. All right, so Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, Taylor an American recording artist. Swift. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> so that a little history on this on this bad boy, um, and a little like I guess more importantly, a little um, preview on how this show is going to go. We are not going to dive into the musicalness of every single song, um, because it's a lot of songs and it's not a brand new album. We, but we do want to talk about it. A lot of it's going to be meta conversation about the re-release itself because the concept of a re-release of an album is it's not new. It has been done, but I think it's important to kind of understand like why, why this exists. Like why would you go and re-record a 13 year old album? Out of spite. <laughs> Out of spite. Yeah, basically. I think we talked about it. We talked about it on a previous episode. I forget which one it was follow out. And we were talking about it in context of the first song she released, which was Love Story. Basically, and, and uh, there's been people writing more about this as, as this has gone on. Basically, there are two different types of licenses to music. Um, there is a master license, which is you owning the actual recording of a song or an album. So a lot of artists, when they sign record deals, definitely early record deals, have to give up a lot because in order for you to grow as a musician and get exposure, you need a record label to pay to produce the record, to market the record, and to sell, to produce the record and sell the record. So you have to give up some stuff. You cannot own like that process because they're paying for it. It's, they'll invest, they're basically investing in you. They can lose a lot of money on this because they might not be able to sell your album. So, when you, if you get that first record deal, they're going to own a lot of stuff. So her original record label, Big Machine Records, she was one of the first artists on it, and definitely the biggest artist on it after she you know, became Taylor Swift, um, owned her first six albums and owned the, co- 
own the rights to those original recordings. There's also another type of license called a sync license. All this has come from a Twitter thread and other articles, but I'll link the Twitter thread in the show notes. The sync license is based off of songwriting credits. The songwriters also have a say in not the recording of the song, but the actual song itself. The record label does not own the song. They own a recording of the song. So in order to get music to go anywhere, like on a TV or show or something, they have to get approval from the record label who owns the recording and the songwriter who wrote the song. Either can block it. Taylor Swift is one of those artists that actually does write her own music. This is also very different than, say, many other artists who don't actually have songwriting credits. They have, (laughs) you literally have a record label releasing your music and another set of people writing the songs. You don't actually own anything in the process. Um, Taylor Swift does own all of her songs. She has written every single one of her songs, sometimes with other songwriters, but she has, they're basically her songs. So she is able to record the songs as many times as she'd like and create new copies of these songs. It is not illegal. It does not break any copyrights. The record label cannot block her from performing or re-recording her own songs because they're her songs. Hence, the reason we have re-releases is now she is able to actually re-record these songs. And because she is Taylor Swift now, she owns the master copies and the master license of this album. Even though it's through um, Republic Records, when she signed the deal with Republic Records, she signed it as Taylor Swift 2019, and hence she could str- she she is more powerful than record labels now. It takes a lot to be <laughs> it's like, more oh, powerful. Oh, you, you want me to work with you? Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and record labels will do anything for her, right? Uh, rightfully so, because she's sold more records than basically anyone. So. They will get a cut of the record sales, obviously, but she now owns the master recording of it as well. And what the Twitter thread goes into is because you need her approval to use any of her old songs in anything, she can basically start saying, do not use these old versions of my songs. If you want to use my song, use my version of the song. And the reason she's doing this is because those master copies of the licenses and the old recordings were sold to some bad people and then they've gotten sold around basically. And if, if you are someone like her who can in this point in her career re-record your music to own it fully, those are very though A, they're very valuable. <laughs> like those six records sold for like three hundred million dollars. It's very valuable and also it's it's right it's like it's right for you to be able to own the stuff you create. So um Yeah. I think I think it's really cool that she's taking this opportunity to to do this uh, yeah this. yeah and it, it's like it's unfortunate that there are I'm, many artists that mm-hmm. don't have this ability and probably won't necessarily ever like have that ability to own their their music and i'm glad that you know because she wanted she wanted to buy her stuff before that was part of this thread and they said no right and then they sold it to someone else and she was like um hey i wanted to buy it And now she's like, all right, well, I'm just going to completely destroy the worth of those other records because these are going to be better. I'm about to end this man's whole career. (laughs) LOL. (laughs) There's there's another article, um, which I'll link, which was talking about basically artists create like devaluing old work because they can. 
Um, and it talked to some comparisons between uh, Dave Chappelle, who was in a similar situation with his old work, which, and he just said, like, right now all, my, all his old work was valuable until he said to his fans, like, don't watch this anymore. <laughs> and it just became useless. And the same thing I think will go for Taylor, which is Taylor can, because she has such sway of her fans, like, she has the fans, mm-hmm. she can just tell her fans, don't listen to the old ones. Listen yep. to these instead. And that on top of being able to block old th- the old ones from being used in anything, mm-hmm. completely devalue it. And it's it's a really interesting uh, article going kind of going into like, what is the price of something like art where you can kind of do something like this, where it's like, it was very valuable until a copy was made. <laughs> yep. <laughs> very, very interesting. Um, so I'll link that. Uh, article as well we're gonna end up talking about some we're gonna talk about the album cover right now and then we'll get into some a lot of themes which will just kind of overwatch because it's all going to be kind of talking about this re-recording idea um but we can start with the album cover okay so the album cover is this sapia picture of her in a shirt looking <laughs> yes. all free right we we agree that that is the album cover <laughs> yeah and what's funny is it's she's looking the opposite way that she was in the original. The, the original, she's looking to her right. In this one, she's looking to her left. She's got the same hair, same hair idea going on. And the sapia matches the the, kel- the gold coloring from the original album. So what I noticed from at least just a direct comparison is there are similarities in how they look. But when you're looking at the original album cover, it looks very, it looks exceptionally posed. And, like, you know, she's just kind of, like, looking to the side and down and, like, it almost looks like a fan is kind of blowing her hair up or something like that. Or Whereas this picture is very much, I'm, she is, like, out in a field. She's free. (laughs) She is free. Like, that, that, this cover just screams freedom. Like, Mm -hmm. blissful freedom. What I really, I really, really like about it is, A, something I haven't mentioned um, when we talked about album covers and I realized how much I like it when comparing these two side by side. I much prefer it if album covers do not have any words on them. No artist name, no nothing. Like you should be able to look at the picture and know exactly what it is. I'm fine with something real small. Yeah, but the uh, oh, the original, it's like big letters. Oh, yeah. Like, fearless, big like, letters. Taylor fear letters. Taylor uh. Yeah, like I don't like that. But like, like what was it random access memories it kind of looks like a little autograph on it like that's fine like yeah that, that's yeah some some yeah. little writing in like an artistic way mm-hmm. um or like our first album we discussed mccartney three like it that was had good. McCart- mccartney up top at like and then you know the the die that was three i guess he i should say i i don't mind if it's tastefully done but a lot of times it looks like it is just slapped on there just like yeah it's like a it's like a movie poster <laughs> fearless the tale is a fearless one was kind of like that um I also like the idea that because all the four original albums have such a unique color scheme to them, I can already imagine how the Speak Now cover will have that purple tint. The red cover mm, will have a red tint. The, red, the yeah. ta- Taylor Swift will have that blue tint. 1989 will have that kind of, uh, it'll have its own thing going on. Like all of her albums have a unique color scheme. So she'll be able to actually kind of do this style of Yeah, I'd be curious for- if she actually continues with like that idea. If that, it basically is this gold tint did she do it because of that or is she just like on a sapia kick <laughs> i'm assuming it i would assume this is gold kick. the gold is exactly because of the gold of fearless it's because they yes. match yeah 
Uh, so I think it's a re- I think it's a really good cover. I like it. Um, it looks very good. Mm-hmm. I agree. We have a lot of topics, as aforementioned. Um, Basically, this whole show is just going to be the topics, topics and themes. So, <laughs> like, I like we're not. We better not <laughs> go into every all twenty six songs. Like, we we are. Don't worry, we are. Uh, we're going through every. We're going through every all twenty six songs. It's one thing I did last night. Uh, this took many hours. Um, is I listened to Fearless and Fearless Taylor version, and I intertwined them. So I listened to Fearless from the original, then Fearless from Taylor's version, and I went back and forth so I could listen to each song after the other one. Um, that took yeah. a, that took a few hours. So I do want to go through every single song to say which ones I think do better with the re-recording, which ones do worse, and which ones stay the same. We will go through all the songs. Okay, fine. Quick, we'll go through them quickly. Quick, but it better we will be go quick. through them. <laughs> I want to actually have an evening. <laughs> no, you don't get an evening. You had an afternoon. <laughs> what? <laughs> what afternoon? I I stop work and then I start recording this podcast. <laughs> so yeah, that's what that's how those things go. Um, first theme. There's many of them. I think this one is. We actually. I, I'm really curious to hear Casey's take on this. Um, the first thing I realized when listening to this album was this was how I remember Taylor sounding back when this album was originally released and I was a teen. I was like, what, six, probably about 17 when I first, 16 or 17 when I first started Fearless. Mm-hmm. Taylor's a couple years older than I am. So it was weird because when this album was released, Taylor was <laughs> like 18. Taylor was, was Taylor. So all the people, all the girls around me sounded like they had the pitch that Taylor would have. That It's, it's a much higher pitch because everyone's a teenager and so my ears are attuned to that whereas when i hear her voice now it is more mature but also every everyone i'm around now is also late 20s early 30s more mature so the whole voice is still clearly taylor swift's voice it's not like that side of it has changed but the pitch has changed but because my ears have changed in 13 years and i've everyone's voice has gotten deeper in 13 years it's how I remember it sounding, which is super weird. And then it's really weird when I listen to the old ones. I'm like, wow, she's young. Because <laughs> I never really thought of that. So I didn't. So I don't think of it as this is how I remember Taylor sounding. But Taylor has never not sounded like Taylor. Mm-hmm. Like it's always sounded like Taylor. So and that might not make any sense. But like I when I listened to Fearless the most it was you know around when it came out and i'm not someone who has always listened to taylor swift constantly i i definitely i didn't like red <laughs> hot take so oh. i, I kind of stopped and then um oh. i like so- mad at you. i like song i like songs from it but i when it came out i didn't care for it and so it wasn't until probably 1989 that i got back into her and i would i would go back and i'd listen to you know love story you belong with me but because i was just so familiar with those songs as they were i didn't like listen to her voice i was just like this is that song so now being able to listen to her sing it sing a song from fearless and then go and listen to the old song from fearless i'm like wow your voice has changed but it like Quite didn't <laughs> really re- it didn't register. It's like you can 
Because it's like you can so directly compare it. It didn't register until I had side-by-sides. Exactly. It's like I would have been able to say, yeah, she, if someone said, you know, to like listen to the voice, like, yeah, she, you can tell she's younger there. But yeah, like, absolutely. You know, but it's just Taylor. It's She's singing. And now it's like, wow. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's very different. And it's it's really an interesting case study because I'm not someone who, I, I've never taken vocal lessons. I'm not good at that stuff. But it is really fascinating when you have a, the side-by-side like this to, you actually can kind of pick up like, here's some technique she has learned over 13 mm-hmm, years of singing, mm-hmm. which it's like, oh, that actually makes like, uh, like subtle differences. It but makes a, add yeah. up. It, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, it really adds up. <laughs> um, it could just, like her voice just sounds so much better here. Well, yeah, I mean, she's had over a decade of additional practice mm-hmm. like that that makes a difference like yeah. and you learn you learn more controls you learn what works for your voice you're not trying to do things with your voice that you know you're not used to it's like i know that's not going to sound great so i'm going to do it this way like heck you discover what mixed voice is like that's a whole <laughs> game changer but <laughs> it's a different thing it's oddly painful to listen to the old versions now i as someone who did back to back all night um I did the same thing. I didn't do it like thoroughly, like the whole song, but I did, I would listen to a clip of the song and then I'd go listen to the same clip on the other version. And one of the things that this allowed for, I was reading an article, which I, if I can find it again, I'll link below, um, was talking about the production of this album, which is note for note, pan for pan. It is just, it is a complete recreation of this album, which is just stunning (laughs) like if you've ever like i cannot imagine how tedious the work is to perfectly recreate every single little pan like even listening to like the first song fearless like when you listen to the original instruments come in in the right ear then come in in the left ear and in this version same exact thing like it's down to that level um so that's amazing in itself but what they were also saying was the instruments uh, obviously better in this album and that will be something i talk we talk about in the songs because some of the songs really it helps to have real instruments but what they were saying was because her voice is so much fuller now like hope it like her voice is like so much more powerful now that the instruments can be much more full so mm-hmm. when you're listening to the old version because her voice is like higher and it's a little bit more like thin well, you can't have full instruments around a thin voice or else the voice gets drowned out. Whereas here, her voice like takes up so much more space, you can actually spread the instruments out to match how much space her, her voice is filling. And so you just get this ritual song in general with the voice and the instruments. Some of the songs in, on this album really lend themselves to just being fuller and not this thin version of themselves. Yeah, I lis- listening to this whole album was an absolute treat. It like I I was just so immersed in every song because not only do I know them so well, but they just sounded so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything sounded so good. I like yeah, it was an absolute joy. Also a joy that you know I actually get got to listen to an album I knew super well and could just automatically sing all the songs. <laughs> For the yeah. most part. 
we talked about this earlier. We didn't know which way she was going to go with these recordings. Was she going to be take artistic liberties and try to make things better and do like a remix idea? Or was she going to try to go and do basically recreating the original? And I don't think I understood like how much she was going to recreate the original. It's not even, it's not like she phoned this in. Some of them are the exact same song, I, like to a T, other than like stuff sounds better. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it is amazing. Like the amount of work that it must have took to pull this off. So much of music too, like guitar tones, instrument tones, like, mm-hmm. they're, fit, like mm-hmm. they're analog things. It's like, you can have an electric guitar and have like amps and like tones like with dials on them like special gift different gear sounds differently like to be able to get the correct gear at the correct settings and record it at the correct ways whoever did this you get like just production of the year awards basically (laughs) (laughs) because real good and i think it also goes into this i have (laughs) i've known this everyone knows this taylor swift is such a perfectionist (laughs) like i mean you can tell like yeah in, in how she just operates. But like the fact that she went and she said, all right, I'm, when I'm going to read, like, it's the same thing. I mean, we're both perfectionists too. It's like, if we're going to do something, we're going to do it 110%. Like, oh, it's yeah. Like, it's like, we aren't doing this at all or we're going all in on this. And so Taylor was like, we'll be recording this and it, we're not just re-recording this. We're re-recording it note for note. And also we're going to do Fearless and we're going to do the platinum edition of Fearless. And we're going to grab Today's a Fairy Tale. And we're going to find six vault songs for this. And we're going to do it. We're just going to wrap this all up in Fearless. And I think it's just, it's really impressive because this is all stuff she did when she was 17, 18. The fact that she can go back to this and be proud of it is also really impressive because I'm not proud of anything. I oh, no, no. Did. And anything I did, I don't know. <laughs> I would. I wouldn't want to like recreate like, like any, pretty much anything. <laughs> like I want to like set anything I did before I was like twenty three on fire. Let alone like I'm going to recreate this thing. Um, <laughs> and like just make it m- bet make better, right? Like coming back to yeah. something when you're thirty, and like I'm going to just redo all my life's work and update it to like how I would do it when I was thirty. Just like that. That's what a perfectionist would do. I guess the only other thing I wanted to make note of for topics and themes, and this is this is a hobby host of mine. I think of it a lot because there's a reason I use Apple Music instead of Spotify or anything else, and it's a reason literally only I care about, but it's that you can edit metadata in Apple Music, <laughs> and I care about this stuff. I really, it's just me. Um, but Taylor goes hard on the parentheses on this album. Uh, like I, I i know why she does it she probably has to um i want the album to say fearless taylor's version that's fine but i don't need every single song saying you belong with me taylor's version like i'm already inside of fearless taylor's version hence i don't need you belong with me taylor's version i know which version it is yeah <laughs> um now granted this is an album show we listen to albums we know which album we're on a playlist person doesn't care so a playlist person wants to know like well which version of you belong with me is this it's taylor's version because they don't know what album it's off of uh, <laughs> but it it does like definitely towards the end of it where it's like that's when taylor's version from the vault 
featuring Keith Oban, and you're like, wait, we don't need that much there. We, like, it's just, I want to go in, and I just want to delete everything, and it just says, that's when. That's all I want. And so I can do that, which is great. Um, <laughs> I can also, in Apple Music, go in and make it disc one and disc two, because you can't have a 26-song album that's an hour 40. It's two discs. <laughs> so I can split it. And then it's nice 13-13, which is... Um, oh, I forgot to mention. Yes, uh, this is the 13th episode. I, I was so excited when I noticed that this would line up like this. It's the 13th episode. Taylor Swift's favorite number was 13. I, I think it, it works really well. And 13 I didn't know that was her favorite. I didn't know that was her favorite number. Yes. Because I, I... Probably because my best friend Taylor's favorite number is 13, so like... Mm. <laughs> I just didn't think about the other Taylor whose favorite number might be 13. <laughs> yeah. So, all that aside, I just, hot on the parentheses, I can get rid of them. I do get rid of them. I feel bad for anyone who, like, is listening to this and, like, the song name is just scrolling because <laughs> there's just too I, much. Of- I don't actually care at all about any of no, that. So <laughs> No one cares. It's no. Only I care, but I do care. Hey. <laughs> I don't look at the song name. My car when I use my car when I use Spotify doesn't even update the songs on the screen. So like Spotify has existed for thirteen years, and they, they like the feature request of like, hey, we want to edit metadata on songs has not popped up on their uh, release window. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so I'll just keep riding my hobby horse. So we have some tracks to talk about. There's 26 of them, so this will take a little while. And we're not, like I said, we're not going to talk about like the tracks. We can say we, which ones we like, which ones we don't like, how we feel. But some of them hit a little differently. Like actually listening to the whole album right now, because I, while I've listened to this album a lot, Fearless is not one I go back to a lot. And so it, you know, it's the first time I've actually like paid a lot of attention to Fearless yeah. in a few years. I, I agree. I I agree with that. Certain songs are like, wow, that's really good. I just. And certain songs have been like, eh. And also, I thought it would be really cool to talk about, like, which songs really benefited from Taylor's version. Because some of them really benefited. Yeah, some of them I I actually like now. So I I have a little, I have a a five-star scale of worse, lateral, better, much better, and whoa. (laughs) All right, Uh, let's get into it then. (laughs) So track one is the title track, Fearless. I also have notes on how, like, thoughts of like the original song. Um, so, Fearless, uh, it, it has the original has a lot of country twang, which this new version does not have. Okay, yep. The it maybe should have been in the themes, but the original was a country album. This one is kind of a country album, but not really. It's um, not really. I think the only one of the main reasons I think of it as. It kind of being a country album is just because the original songs were country. So I just hear it that way. And Taylor had, like, when she's re-singing it, she had a little bit more twang back in the day. Well, I think she was, like, forcing twang. It almost yeah. it almost sounds forced now. Like, she was trying to make it's, it yeah. sound country. Well, which makes sense. Like, a lot of, because you can tell, like, when you hear these new recordings, it's like, wait, that's a pop rock song. And, like... Now like that she's a pop, like a pop, she was a, you can see why like the pop crossover happened. It's like these songs weren't really country songs in the first place. Hence why. You just had someone with a Southern accent singing them. 
you and you presented them to the country station and you added just a little bit of country twang you added guitar some slide and, guitar yeah and it's like so that stuff has been a little that stuff's been stripped back here and like you notice it immediately with um fearless because it just starts off with the drum and the guitar and it's like real drum real real instruments and it just immediately sounds more like a pop rock song versus a pop country song mm-hmm. like the guitar solo i noticed just does not have the same twang that the original one does this one's just like we've got an electric guitar versus the twangy electric guitar <laughs> i just i just always prefer that hmm? prefer than i prefer the not twang <laughs> back in the day like 2000s when i was listening i mean i was living in texas so like i was around a lot of country music um and i was i was still listening to country music not like exclusively i was i was because i was big into pog at this point but like country stations showed up in my life back then versus now country stations never show up in my life <laughs> like that like all country music has been removed from my diet by this point so yeah now i'm like i, I don't want it but back in the day it's like oh it's and you can see why it's like this was popular. So for me, Fearless gets the, uh, it got a much better rating. I thought that Fearless just really, it's a great song, but taking the countryside off of it just really helped it. And giving it the actual like instruments really helped Fearless be Fearless. Yeah, I don't actually have a lot, like, my notes are, because this was the first one. So we already talked about the themes. For me, the biggest thing was like, it just sounds better. I was like, every, it's so much more pleasant to listen to. I said much less corny country sounding. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that you, that's just a theme. That is a theme. Like you basically just mentioned it. Like it just doesn't sound it like listening back to Fearless now, <laughs> the old one, it sounds tacky. <laughs> like so bits of it sound tacky. <laughs> Those certain songs, I was surprised at how I felt about them. And some of them where I was just like, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, and this was one of the ones where I was just like, yeah, this makes sense why this one, I, I like this one more. Um, song two. We're going we're gonna to go through these pretty fast uh, because there's 26 of them. So hold on to your, your hats. Song two is 15. Mm-hmm. And I guess... 15 is probably where my hottest takes will show up. This, this will okay. Be hot take minute. Um, I think 15 is, I think it's the only song I marked. I think the new version is worse. I disagree, but go on. <laughs> I firmly disagree, but move on. Um, yep. I th- so I think. I'll let you keep talking, but I disagree. I think some of it has to do with, I'm not the biggest fan of 15 as a song. It, I wasn't a big fan of it then because. Like she was already like eighteen, so it's like it, it was audio notice like fifteen thing, like but all it's just you know that 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 side of life is like gone now. Um but I think what really I liked about the original was that the younger voice now convey conveys the fifteenness and there was more like <laughs> like teenage or energy in this song about being fifteen. And I think Heo, she sings it much better. Like the vocal is so much better on this new version, but I think this song almost lends itself to this just teenaged energy, worse vocal, <laughs> like just because of the subject matter. So what's funny is, is the reason I think it's better is actually the same reasons you think it's worse. <laughs> that's so mean, that's, yeah. one difference between us is that 
I was a 15 year old girl, okay? <laughs> so, blanket statement being a 15 year old girl is trash. It sucks. Zero out of 10. <laughs> Terrible. Z- Don't zero out of seven. <laughs> we're, we're on a seven. Zero, oh, yes. seven zero out of seven. Do not recommend. I'm not even rating this a two because if you actually, I like, I don't, I literally don't see how someone could like being oh, a teenager. Uh, one, out, one out of seven, trash. <laughs> actual, actual trash. So when Fearless came out, I was a 15 year old girl. They're about that. I'm 14. So I actually, I agree with you in that I didn't care for 15 when I listened to it. So because of that, it wasn't a song I ever went back to. I like didn't. I was that age, so I didn't really get it. And at the same time, I was like, I'm not like that. All these things she's singing about, I'm not like that. And now that I'm an adult, a approaching 27-year-old lady, listening to her sing about it, I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, no, I was, I was that a bit. Like, I can actually, now that I'm here and hearing her sing about it, um, I get it now because I can look back on being 15 and see the similarities. And she had, so when she's, you know, an 18 year old saying this song, she's like, I didn't know who I was supposed to be at 15. Well, darling, you didn't know who you're supposed to be at 18 more, more than likely. Like, yes. So now that she's what is she 30, 31, 31. 32? Yeah. 31. So now that she's a 31 ish year old lady, uh, singing back, singing that you didn't know who you were supposed to be at 15 takes more meaning because she's much more firmly herself now. So, and so I actually really enjoy this more mature voice singing about it because at this point in your life, you wish you could go back and tell your 15 year old self all these things like, and you are much more wise to it. Yeah. So I guess you're viewing it more as like a ret retrospective at 31 of this age i think i think mm-hmm. my problem is because i was so familiar with the like, i listened to the original a lot because i actually did i i liked 15 because i um the guitar was really fun to play back in the day um, okay so i actually i've listened to 15 a lot and so i think i'm i'm more just accustomed to i don't view the song as retrospective as much oh if i do view it as retrospective i view it as a retrospective as someone leaving high school or some, from someone starting high school. And I think some of that just would be like, if I was a 31-year-old, like I would write the lyrics way different. To me, the lyrics still scream like, this is written by someone who was 18. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I get, like, I, I think it is interesting, yeah. I think we agree on, like, I think the song is better produced and sounds better. It's just like, it's, it's, it's a weird song for me because of the lyrics and where it's, where it fell and like, like I said, I, I don't think it's like too much worse. It's just like <laughs> I, I, I really do view it as that retrospective, as like, yeah, you, like because you see all this, like, oh, would your teenage self be proud of you now? Like you see those, and just to kind of like measure, you know, how you, how far you've come and that type of stuff. So like something like this, I can see, you know, it, it, I can see her really saying, yeah, this is how I was, and like I wish, you know, it, it, it gives that same vibe. It's like I just, I wish you, I could tell you. That there are bigger and better things. Right. Now that I know that. Yeah. So I actually, I didn't, as I said, I, this wasn't a song I listened to much because I didn't really care for it then. So it didn't stick with me after. And so hearing it, I actually just found myself really enjoying it. And it took a bigger meaning on for me. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, that was the only one I just like, 
maybe uh, maybe give me a week or two and I, I might I might have a change of change of heart. Um, but it that's it, one of the weird things about being so familiar with the original. Like it. it oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's hard to. It's like you you especially if you're learning something like any song I've wanted to learn the lyrics to. Like I, uh, basically my Spotify look back playlist is mostly songs they just tried to learn. So I just listen to them on repeat. <laughs> so you get very familiar with them. <laughs> so song three is Love Story, which we've already discussed. Um, I think we, when we originally discussed it, we liked the new one better. I still like the new one better. The drums are mm-hmm. still much better in this version. Um, I, didn't, I didn't compare them back in the day, back when it originally came out. But the... <laughs> The chorus is so muddy, and I said the chorus is so muddy, but I didn't notice how bad the cymbal noise was in the original chorus, and how bad the drum sound around like three ten the original. They go hard here. I was like, yeah, good drumming. And in the original, like the drums are so thin and noisy is the drums are not good in the original and i also um think this is another song that benefited greatly from taking the country edge off of it because it's a shakespearean like love story which yeah like uh, please i don't need i don't need twang yeah like that's not country like it's just it's just is much better as just like like the song it is now (laughs) yeah so i don't know why but for some reason, you, you know how you get a lyric in your brain that's wrong, but you always mm-hmm. hear it that way no matter what? Hold me close, young Tony Danza. For so, I've always heard the lyric as, on a balcony of summer air, okay. instead of on a balcony in summer air. Okay. And I, I, some of it could just be me, but I also, I listen to them back to back, and the in is less enunciated in the old version. We didn't mention in the themes, but... One of the themes we both agreed on, whole enunciation, much better now. Much better, yeah. So, like, when I heard this version, and I'm singing along to it, and I sing it wrong, and I actually hear that I'm singing it wrong, because I actually hear her sing the word in. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Whereas I just didn't hear her sing in before. <laughs> yeah. There's, there yeah. were a few of those where the words stuck out, and I'm like, I don't remember what sound is. And then it was like, yeah, it's the same word. It's just like, she's much better at pun- pronouncing it now my other note is the so when she sings the marry me juliet um Mm -hmm. it sounds lower than the original yeah but i listen but i listen to them back to back and i don't think it actually is i just think taylor hit the note accurately this time and didn't hit it accurately in the original The original has a lot of things where I think I said, because I said something similar for like, I think for everyone always, where it's just like, I'm like, she doesn't hit the high note here. But yeah, I think I'm with, I'm with you. Like, she hits the high note here. It's just, she just like, it, again, it's that youthful energy voice. And it's the same thing. Like, I sing it that way because I can't sing either. Um, So when I say I hit the high note, it's like, I didn't hit the high note. I just like go in that direction. I'm like, hey. <laughs> and I think that's what she. It. That's what she was doing, too. Um, yeah. So, so now it's like, it sounds low. It sounds almost off because you know this incorrect original version. But, like, 
again, after I hit, listen to this a few times, it's like, it'll sound more correct. And yeah, she obviously is like, her control of the voice is so much better now. Yeah, I'm trying to actually remember the notes in my head because I did listen to it back to back a bunch. But we said this was going to be a singing podcast and we haven't sung at all. Ah. So I'm like, I'm honestly disappointed in us. Uh, you know, but I... It, we're trying to get through. Okay. We're trying to get through this. And, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think I'm going to try to sing it now. But basically, I, I always sang the Marry Me like h- mm. pretty high. Like a hi- I went for a higher note there. And when I'm singing to myself, it sounds right. And so then when I heard her sing this one, I was like, oh, yeah, she dropped it. And I was like, wait, no. No. <laughs> that, just that youthful energy of her voice, which has been taken away, which, like I said, it, it, there's some places where it's a little missed, but for the most part, it's not. Where it's just like, yeah, you're not going to hit those notes the exact you're not going to have to control the notes because you're just like belting it. Uh, let's see. Song four is Hey Steven. This is just uh, another song where I feel like it's it's a simple song, but the simple songs did really, like all the songs did well, but just the guitars sound fuller now because it, they can be fuller. And her voice just sounds, her new voice just crushes this song. I was listening to the old one and this one really stuck out to me at how not good her voice was in the original version of this one. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and that's going to be a th- there's a, a few songs on here that are are simple. So you really are listening to her singing and whatever instrumentation is going on and yeah, this new sound benefits it so much because it is a fuller, warmer sound, more full sound and it just elevates the song on that bass level. I yeah, like I could not. I was listening to the that original. I this was a, I actually listened to the original of this one twice because I had to go back and I'm just like, D- I is it really that bad? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't. I this might be I the I think maybe her worst vocal performance of the original album, which I did not notice until she redid it because I wasn't focused on it. Is it part of the reason for that? I think it's just because um, it's lower mm. than oh. a lot of her songs. That's true. So she does that low humming, the which is kind of low, especially for a teenager. And like, it's also hard to get um, humming is hard to control, hard to con- hard to control your voice when singing. So it's just like a technically difficult thing. Yeah, definitely. The thing is, when you hear it next to her, just nailing it. Oh yeah, and then you're like, wow, you really like. <laughs> It's like good for you for going to it then, but yeah, that does not sound good. <laughs> the uh, whole uh, the e- whole laugh is much more evil now in this. <laughs> oh yeah, you can tell she's been scorned a few more times. <laughs> she's been practicing that laugh. It's it's much much better. <laughs> it it has a lot more sarcastic like <laughs> okay energy. <laughs> it's those little flourishes where it's like. I just really like the new version because if you have followed Taylor for the last 13 years, it's like just that little thing. Just like it really adds to the album and the song. Like It's really good. Yeah. yeah this one was much, much better. <laughs> so much better. The next track is White Horse. And I have literally the exact same note as I did for Hey Steven, which was this is another one of those simpler songs that was very vocal forward. So it did get a bass elevation, in my opinion, just from that. Um, but I don't think it changed all that much, but I could be wrong. Yeah. So White Horse, I, th- I, I thought this one of all the original songs, I think her voice is actually really good in this song. 
I still think the song, yes. the original version of this slaps. Like, I think this one actually stands up very well, the original. Um, yes. And I think some of, a lot of that has to do with, this is actually a country song. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It has the word horse in it. What is a country song, but lyrics about with a horse in it? Exactly. Um, so to me, because the the main elements of this song was like, it's kind of a little country and it's just the acoustic guitar, but it's pl- not played the same way that Hey Stevens acoustic guitar is. This is more of like a, the, just the individual strings. Um, so t- for me, I, I, like, I think the original was actually just really good. So for me, I think this was one of the ones I just gave it a lateral move because the new one is also just as good. Um, but I've actually found listening to the original that I really like the original version of this. <laughs> I, I, I mentioned that this one is elevated, but I, I agree with you that it doesn't have nearly the same leap as Hey Steven. Oh, did. yeah. The, the fewer flaws. This is also a song I, that she played when she did her um, Reputation um, tour. She went through every single night. She played a different song acoustic that was not in the set list. So she went through most of her discography and some people got real lucky with like songs that she's never played live before. But I up in Dallas got to white host was the acoustic song that night. She did the acoustic song on the stage that was nearest to where my ticket was. So that was, that, that was really fun. I have, I have good memories because the whole, the whole stadium was singing white host because we were in Dallas and Dallas, Texas, every single person in Dallas, Texas is hold white host. That's yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they will thrill to get that as their song. <laughs> because that was on the radio everywhere. That was not a pop like White Host was not one of the pop crossover hits. No, no, it was uh, not. You belong with me, Love Story, and I think Fearless did a little crossover. Fifteen might have too. But White Host was the big that was a big country song. <laughs> so, song six is You Belong With Me. This song, just still, the uh, the original is so good. <laughs> the original's so good, but like, this one's so much better. It's so much, yeah, it's it, better. It's so much better because she's not forcing it, she's not forcing a country sound. And No, just, she's not. Which just makes it so much better. <laughs> um, the instrumentation, I noticed in this one, because there's so much going on, the instrumentation is spaced much nicer in this song. Like, if you have the good headphones on, this album is recorded much better and produced much better. So, like, there's much more space in the headphones for instruments, which, since this song's so busy, that really helps it. Her voice is produced much better. I said, said the the uh, the OG is an energetic mess, which is why the song's beautiful. Um, and it works because the song just kind of is, it slaps so hard. Like, But having the new <laughs> spacing works. Like, you don't, like, care that it's a mess because the melody is so good. You're screaming over it anyway. <laughs> yeah. You could, like, there could be no words. You could just throw that melody over that song and it would be great. Yeah, like, I don't even, I didn't actually listen to You Belong With Me because I'm just singing over it. Like, I don't actually hear it. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I pay, yeah, it sounds better, though. I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. There were, there were a couple ones where it was really hard not to sing. This was one of them. Also, I, I there were two songs. I Taylor Swift has a lot of good bridges. This is one of them where I just I heard it and it's just like ah, that is a good bridge. How, what are the lyrics to the bridge? Driving, driving to your house in the middle of the in night. In the middle of the night, I'm the one that makes you laugh when you're not about to cry. Yeah, yeah. 
That bridge. Oh, that bridge. It, is it is so... a very good. It is a very good bridge. The way the, instru- the instrumentation flips on it is so good. Yeah. So this one's better. So the seventh song is "Breathe" featuring Colby Calais, and I did not realize that this song ever was featuring Colby Calais. Thank and- God. <laughs> that was my full note. No, I I was like, wait, didn't you write a song bashing her? Like, I'm so confused. So I mean, that was later. Wait, am I am I right that Better Than Revenge is about Colby Calais? No, it's a different it's a different artist. It is. Yeah, I you think sure? so. I hope so. Are you sure? I Who's think so? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Colby Calais. <laughs> no, I I feel like it. I feel like it better have not been or else she wouldn't have come back. Yeah, but that was so long ago. Yeah, the song is about. Kamala Beal stealing Joe Jonas oh. away from Taylor. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's not about Colby Calais. That makes me feel better because I was like, wow, I can't believe she... Uh, I did have that thought. I'm like, oh, she came back too. No, no, this this is about whoever stole jo, uh, Joe away from Taylor. Yeah, in his well-pressed suits. So, um, yeah. Okay, yeah, I did not realize... I did not realize the song was featuring an artist. And part of that is just because... Taylor has the front vocal the whole time. So it just sounds like some, someone's just harmonizing with her. The, the, the featuring, it's like she's, Colby's just doing harmonies. Yeah, I didn't, so I knew this fe- song featured Colby. Uh, but to this day, I cannot hear her voice in the original s- song. It's, she's, she's just doing the harmonies. She's got to be the one that's just doing the harmonies. Like, and now I can finally hear her because... Their voices have shifted a little bit over thirteen years, and it's just like I think it adds like the this this goes in the Hey Steven direction of like the instruments are better, but the vocals from both of them are so much better. And I think just because now I there's, I have got some differentiation between the two voices, it just sounds better. And I, because this was the first time I'm realizing that it was featuring someone, I really listened for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I definitely listened to the original. And it's not standing out to me. Yeah, well, when listening to the original, it's, it's because Taylor's voice just isn't full enough. And, and I think, I mean, also for Kobe, since she would have been 13 years younger too, just like both of them having much better, fuller voices now makes much better harmonies and makes this song double elevated, basically. Yeah, yeah. And now that you know that she didn't steal Joe Jonas away. Well, that's someone else. <laughs> now, I, I was just confused. I don't know why I always thought it was her, but... It's some a, di- a different C name. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this one, much better. No, my other note, which I forgot to actually put on a note, um, it's definitely this one. This is the one where I always um, sing the forever and always chorus over the breathe chorus. Why? <laughs> because I can. All right. Uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, track number eight is Tell Me Why. I don't have many notes on. I it hit a lot better this time. I really like Tell Me Why now. Um, it's much better because this song is, is also in the very busy category. So having all the space in the mix just helps Tell Me Why, like, actually not be just <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, said the, I said the back-to-back comparison is wild just because it's like, I, because you can just, like, there is a lot going on in the old one, but now it's, mm-hmm. like, put together. <laughs> now it's like, oh, there's a lot going on, but that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. you mixed it right. It, the like I didn't mind the original, but it like didn't stand out to me as like a great track. And now it's like, oh, good, this is good. Like stuff's going on, a lot of stuff's happening. Um, but it's like produced well, so it actually sounds good. I really like it. 
I always forget that the song is called Tell Me Why. Because mm-hmm. in my brain, I always think it's called Here's to You. <laughs> also, why? <laughs> why do you like this? Here's to you. I don't know. It's just, I've always thought of it that way. Why? Tell me why. When I, when I tell you that I don't look at song titles, I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> you really do mean it. Okay. Uh, that's all I have there. We're going quick. We're going quick. I got a lot of songs. Track nine. You're not sorry, and oh boy, um, <laughs> I think the um the rock songs really are elevated because the instruments get space. The ballads are really elevated because she can actually sing. Because <laughs> she can sing. <laughs> As I said, any of these very vocal forward pieces are just so much more listenable. Like, yes. it's just so much better. Like I put the original on, and it's just like the voice and the piano are so high, um. And actually, I noticed in the original, there's actually a layered vocal in the chorus that, to give it more body. Oh, really? I did not, I did not hear that. In the, in the new one, there was no layered vocal because she just had, the voice is so full, she doesn't need it. But you can tell in the original, she, was, she wanted a full voice and she didn't have it, so it's layered. Um, she was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, here's this ballad, but it's like, I can't sing this. Um, so, yeah. Um, it's just like so good. Um, I like, and also like those at one fifteen. There's a nice the bass gets there's more bass. Like the original had a little bass sliding going on, but we have to bring up the bass. <laughs> I mean, this is the, uh, the only time in this song, or uh, the only time in this album, uh, there's like actual like bass going on. One fifteen. I really like at three or four too. When she does the the beg for, there's nothing left to beg for. She draws it out on this version much better. And I really don't have much to say on this one other than I like it because it sounds better. <laughs> it just sounds good. Um, track ten is <laughs> track ten is the way I loved you. This song, I I this this song's like always been. I've always loved this song. I don't think I always loved this song. I, I think I, I liked it, but like, I love it now. <laughs> oh, this song, the back half of Fearless is better than the front half of Fearless. That's, that's a hot take for you. If you want to like get into Fearless, like, I'm not a big, like, Hey Steven fan. I'm not a big 15 fan. Like, the singles that are at the start, like, they'll, they'll, they'll catch you though good. The other side of Fearless, um, post you, I like You're Not Sorry much better now. I didn't, like, tell me why and You're Not Sorry being elevated really helps the second half of this album now. And Breathe, too. Like, that whole stretch. Now that's all much better. Um, but boy, the uh, the way I love you. The OG slaps. Like, <laughs> this song is one of those where it falls into the, um, it fall, it's just like, the original is just so good. <laughs> the You Belong With Me category of the original being so good. This is the chorus that is impossible not to sing. <laughs> Oh, oh, absolutely. I was, I was annoyingly loud singing this one. <laughs> I, all, my, my, the other note is it's, it's basically like trying not to air drum in the air tonight. It hurt me to not sing it so I could listen to the direct, direct compare. And then I listened to it again just so I could sing it um, because I had to. <laughs> this course and this bridge, my God, this bridge. Uh, what are the lyrics of the bridge? Apple Music is not working for me today, so um, huh. I I I have multiple libraries, and sometimes it gets really messy. Um, 
Oh no, it's dun 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 Oh I'm missing the lurks. Frustrating. It's like I get like one word. Oh yeah. He can't see the smile I'm faking. Oh yeah. Yeah. And my- so it it is a very good bridge. A note I do want to make on this song. <laughs> like what it's about. It's really romanticizing a rather toxic sounding relationship. But yeah. I will say that's par for the course <laughs> for music and film and mm-hmm. <laughs> what what you're taught to want out like out of relationships or expect out of relationships. And I just wanted to I wanted to make that note, especially now because it wasn't a song I listened to a lot before, and now I'm listening to it now and realizing, oh, okay, that's what she's singing about. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun, but I was like, <laughs> okay, like, do you do you really <laughs> do you really want to be out in the rain fighting? Like, <laughs> Probably I don't not. Know. It sounds it doesn't sound fun. Probably not. Probably not. But it is a very fun, uh, fun song to sing. It's re- it's it is it is very good. It's a very good song. Track 11 is Forever and Always. Um, this is my jam. I, the mm-hmm, original is mm-hmm. my jam. I, listening to the original, I, I thought it, like, by the end of it, I listened to the new version. Um, I swear they're almost carbon copies of each other. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> this, this one gets a, this one gets full lateral movement because I could not, uh, this one I think does, I, the only note I do have is the same, it's the note that you mentioned on, um, Love story, Romeo, yeah, love story. Yeah, love story. Uh, the the high notes in this one are just she's more controlled here, so mm-hmm. it sounds like she's not hitting it, but she is. It's just I I don't know what she was doing in the original. No one knows. Um, I like it. <laughs> Shooting for the stars. <laughs> but uh, I I thought the original was just sounded really good, so the new one just like sounds just as good. Yeah, I agree. I have like no notes on that one. I just love this song and it's still really good. So <laughs> track twelve, the best day. Um. Very similar. Um, I would have thought that this one would have been elevated a lot more because of the things we talked about in the other guitar. All the other ones, but honestly, yeah, I I think I know where you're going with this, and I, <laughs> it, it, I couldn't really tell a difference. The the Not original much. was real. The original of this one holds up. The original is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to. You mentioned how on what song was it? Fifteen. Fifteen. You played on guitar. Um. The best day was the first thing I ever learned on guitar. Mm. So I actually listened to this one a lot. <laughs> yeah, I I love the original of this, and you know, listening side by side, like I think it's I I think it's just like it's not like the we're not saying the new one is like uh it's just phoned in and she didn't do a great job, and it's like no, the original is just really good. Yeah, like yeah, you can you can tell the differences, but like for all intents and purposes, lateral movement. It's it's lateral because even though there's you know she does have a different sounding voice there and it's probably like, you know better produced and all that fun stuff the because the original was really good basically her teenage ver- voice works just just perfectly great for this one mm-hmm. so it's like yeah she has a different sound now so it's still and it's still a really good sound so yeah <laughs> yeah that's it um yeah it's a little good uh, track thirteen is change which gets my very first woe rating of this album. Uh, Change is just like a completely different song now. 
also just um so my my note on this is I don't I don't know what she wrote change about to begin with but in the context of what she's doing with the re-recordings mm-hmm. this song is quite neat <laughs> this song was actually used for the uh NBC used it for the 2008 um Summer Olympics really yeah that's um a fun fact <laughs> I don't remember 2008, so... I listened to the original... The intro drums in the original are the most trash drums I have heard (laughs) on. Like, I think those just stood out. Like, because it's a song, it's a country song, but, like, it starts with a bunch of drums, and boy, they sound bad. And now, like... (gasps) The whole intro sequence like sounds really good. This one is just like, hey, like the vocals and everything is better, but it's just like you can now tone the song up. It doesn't sound like the instrumentation is not trash because this one, like of all the songs, is probably like the heavy. I say this got to be the heaviest song of the first thirteen. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And. The new, the new production just like gives that heaviness like what it needs. Like this song is great now, and I mean I liked the original, but boy, it sounds bad now. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good closing track. This and uh, "Long Live" off of "Speak Now," a teal closing tracks for albums. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about we're not talking about the whole like album sequence saying like, but um, this is a good closing track. <laughs> I didn't think of it as a closing track because. It well, keeps going. <laughs> I, I had 26 songs to go through for this one. <laughs> Original Fearless ends here. Hence, the, you have the, a really long, drawn-out, instrumental ending to this song. Like, it's mm-hmm. an ending song. Um, and that whole section is very rock-oriented, which original does not sound good. New one sounds really good. Very, very, very good. Track 14, or if you're in my school of splitting is track one of disc two. Track 1B. No, no, it's, it's track two or one. I'm very... very oh, okay. I, I'm that guy who... It, it's got to be one... Oh, yeah, you're that guy. Because the disc... You have to put the disc number first so that it in the files, it organizes it correctly, too. You can't just type in 01 for both of them. Unless both 01s at the top. That's why I said 1B. No, you, can't, you can't have 01B. It's, it's got to show up 14th in the file list. It's got to go after the 13 somehow. Um, Is jump... So track 14, jump then fall. Um, All... The... Original of this is painfully country. Painfully country. Um, so getting this one really benefits from getting that um countryness out of it. Uh still a little bit. It's still there. It's still there, but I mean that shows how much the original was very country. <laughs> yeah. So I whatever the weird guitar intro guitar is doing. The, uh, the guitar with some fun effects on it. Yeah, I've always hated that sound, and I still don't like it. Oh, I like it. No, I don't know why. I don't know why <laughs> I don't like it. And so, does does Red have that guitar in it? I don't know. A lot? I don't know. I don't remember. I'm just trying to think of why I don't like Red. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't really care for that sound. <laughs> Boy, Red, Red Taylor version. I'm curious. That That's Greg's favorite album, so Greg's on that show. Two. I know, I know. That's, Greg said that's his favorite album. Two, that's going to be a long one. That was the album that made me stop listening to Taylor. <laughs> so What's I, wrong with Red? I, I, don't, I don't know. Red is so I good. I really don't know. There are songs I like from it now. 
And I, but because I didn't like it a lot when I heard it, it made me not listen to it. Yeah. Really ever. Okay. So, and I still really have it. So I'm curious. That's gonna, it's gonna be an interesting time. <laughs> there are songs that slap on there. You, you're, you're gonna rediscover some stuff when you, when we get to that eventually. Anyways, there's a nice guitar lick in the chorus now at 53 seconds or so. Do, do, do. Um, it's in the original, but it's much more clear now and like actually has some substance. <laughs> yeah, substance. And then the voc, the vocal is just so much better on this bridge is full of, um, everything about this better um and now this is where my notes end so this is all from memory uh, <laughs> yeah you're i don't i don't have a single note after this because i <laughs> i was doing my back and forth and then it was like twelve thirty at night and i'm like god i gotta go to sleep but i do have I, I have listened to all of it so i've got notes mentally so here we go track 15 untouchable gets the second woe rating i had known untouchable was a song <laughs> yeah same <laughs> it's in my playlists like i listen to it like here and there but boy the new version just is good it's very good yeah like i listened to i listened to the original last night and i just found myself like i was like multitasking a little bit i'm like i didn't like the original just like eh. was for some reason the new version just like i am into the new version get it i didn't realize like, i didn't realize the uh, original was a five minute I thought she like extended this Taylor's version song. I'm like, five, five minutes, 12 seconds. Wow. You really like went into this. It's like the original is also that long. I just. Is the chorus of this one the in the middle of the night one? Yeah. In the yeah, middle yeah, it is. of yeah. the night when I'm in this yes. dream. Yes. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Yeah. At your name. Yeah. Um, I've been singing that around the house all day. <laughs> It's good. So, so this one's real. This is this is the song that I <laughs> I keep singing. Out of all the songs, that would not be the one you'd think. But I think it's a lot of it is because it is so good now, and so mm. it is standing out. Oh, it yeah. It just grabbed me when I was listening to it the first time. Like in in a way that I like I said I've listened to the song many many times. It has never like reached out and said, I'm a good song. It's just like, I like it, but it's not like, it gets stuck in my head. Like, I think it's the best thing on the second half of this album. Good. Like, but boy, <laughs> like when, when I saw she was redoing the platinum edition, I was like excited for like other side of the door. I like coming in with the rain. I like jumped and fall, but I wasn't like, I'm stoked to hear Untouchable redone. <laughs> but boy, I was wrong. That <laughs> is a gift. <laughs> now that it's like, I, I really love it. It's like the fact that it goes on for five minutes and 12 seconds is like so much better. <laughs> like, it's just like keeps, she just keeps going with it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one, I, this was, this one stood out to me the most of all 26 songs when I listened to it. Like just a treat that this song is, that she redid, again, because she didn't have to redo the platinum edition, but she did. Yeah. So yeah, un- untouchable, fantastic. Oh my god, so good. Um, sixteenth song is um forever and always piano version. I love it so much. So th- the t- the two forever and always versions are completely different songs. Yeah. Oh, now they are. Now they are. Yeah. I don't. I'm. I'm not talking about the original. I am saying in this version, they are two completely different songs. Mm-hmm. One is like fun and powerful and you really get into it and this one is this like vulnerable ballad where she it's like oh my gosh <laughs> right and what did i just say like oh my gosh i hate myself anyway oh you're, you're turning you're going oh. right back to two, 
2008. I, I'm reverting. <laughs> I'm reverting back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, th- this was always one of the songs, like, I really didn't listen to the original one because I'm just like, it felt just like an acoustic version of Forever and Always to me because her voice couldn't sing, like, could not sing this correctly. No. She needed the busier, she needed the busier stuff to make it work. Like, she, I, like, I give her credit for realizing the potential of this song in a ballad film that long ago. Yes. Yes. Like, she knew this could work and knew if you delivered it this other way, it would be a fantastic, actual different version of Forever and Always. She just couldn't do it. Versus now, well, yeah, it's it's good. It is so good now. Like, I I would put both of these versions on the same playlist. Like, and I'd be happy with it. Yeah, no, it, all the ballads, just huge steps up because of whole vocal talents now. Track 17, it's coming with the rain. And boy, I don't have notes. I, yeah, I don't either. We, we might, we might skip through, uh, we might just do a, a, a fun, like, tracks 17 through 19. We might skip. Yep, they, they're skip through, here. They're all better. They're all better. I can tell you yeah. that much. They all fit with our themes. So, track 20. Today was a fairy tale. Much better. Yes, much better. <laughs> Today was fairy tale was, uh, is very, it, it's way in the, like, younger camp of vocal ranges. Like, it's, like, very young and whimsical. Like, Today was a fairy tale. Yeah, um, so that, new- that's my, so the new version honestly hits my ears weird. <laughs> yeah, sure does. <laughs> because she sounds, it's like, you can tell she's much more mature, but I'm sorry. I just can't imagine a 31-year-old saying, I I wore a dress. You wore a dark gray t-shirt. You said I was, like, looked great when I looked like a mess. Today was a fairy tale. Like, I just don't see that coming out of an adult woman's mouth. <laughs> like, I just like, oh, that's, that's what it, that's what it took to be a fairy tale? That? It was interesting <laughs> that she chose Today Was a Fairy Tale to be on the on this record because yeah. it's not on the Platinum Edition. It was it was just a single that she did for a movie in this, I think in 2009. So more in the Platinum. Like when I did my, my Apple Music stitch togethers of all her singles, I always put Today Was a Fairy Tale on Speak Now at the end. Yeah, I thought it was okay. In that era, but apparently she thought it was in the Fearless era, so. It's canon now that's in the Fearless era. Um, the reason it kind of fits in is because Love Story is fairy tale esque, and even White Horse, it's like yeah. the prince coming in on your white horse is very is fairy tale esque. So I can see it in that sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean it it works. I I still I actually really like that song for some. It's it's a it's a silly song, but it it works. It's a silly song. Yeah, I still like it, but yeah, it it just yeah, this was one that. She's older now and singing it. And I'm like, okay. I mean, <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> so then we move into the last six songs, which are all um, from the vault, never heard before, definitely never heard before tracks. Def- definitely no one has heard these. <laughs> any of these. Swifties are. I, I, I actually was someone who didn't hear any of these, but. Most people haven't heard these. It's only the most Swifties of Swifties, like, <laughs> have. A lot of weird demos. So track 21 is You All Over Me featuring Marin Morris, um, who I have no clue who she is. Apparently she's a country artist. <laughs> and this was the first from the vault single that came out. And I. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I 
when it came out, it was the first from the vault. So it was like the first time someone had heard a new tale of the country song album and people were like falling over for it. And I'm like, the problem with the vault songs is like they were left off of the album for a reason. A couple of them, I'm surprised they were, like never showed up. But this was this one is just like it. People drew comparisons because this is what the song clean was before the song clean. Some of the lyrics morphed into the song clean. And what's interesting is she even starts this song off with a little bit of an electric pulse noise, which clean is has that electric, electric bit thing. So there's a little homage to clean. And she she mentions the lyrics that match in there. So I think the song became clean, but it's weird because the rest of this album, like she stripped the country away. And then this song is like, is oh. country <laughs> i may it might have just been like it's like we're going to do this with a country artist so that we like the country art audience is like oh my god she's doing country stuff like and and gets them to like buy the album or be interested in the album like i i don't know I'm, it's not the song's not for me i'm, I'm just like no track 22 is mr perfectly fine <laughs> Mr. Perfectly Fine. Now, this one, this one slaps. <laughs> this one, I don't, yeah, this one is one of the songs that was not, no, no Swifties had access to this one. Um, they knew it existed, but they never heard it. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I also know why this one was not on the album, but for completely different reasons. It's a 2008, like, pop song. Mm-hmm. And I assume it was not on, it got cut from the album. A, maybe because the lyrics were a little um, on the nose. And <laughs> and B, because yeah. it's just like, she was still trying to write a country album. So this is like too pop for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This song would have done really well back then, though. Oh, yeah. I, I So I'm having so much, it's so much hard for me to listen to this and kind of take it seriously after that meme of <laughs> the well <laughs> of like who she was actually singing about (laughs) it's just it's like oh yeah she was 18 it was 2008 i mean look i did everyone was jonas brothers were a big deal back then yeah they were they were like i swear they were more of a big deal in my middle school days but i guess my middle school days were almost like i graduated heavy air quotes middle school in 2008 yeah so 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 yeah i'm thinking when you said 18 so i'm thinking late high school i'm like no no i wasn't late high school yet i'm younger every i I hold this it's just a blast from the past because it it is a 2008 song through and through like rhyme schemes the key change the the way the code like everything about it is just like it's it was surreal to hear it because you're like this is all 2008 stuff. Like, it's, like, hard to, like, tell yourself, like, how was a song written and constructed in 2008, but this, like, is how it was done. And mm-hmm. they, you don't write songs like this anymore. No, no, it's, it's, not, it's not the style. Which is fine. Like, I, I, you only need so many of this style of song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, the, they slap, but it's like, you, you only, like, you don't want every song sounding like this, but it is. No, not anymore. You want the ones you l- know and love. And what's funny is, is this one, it feels like a song I just know and loved. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it. <laughs> I've heard this. I, I, wait, this is my first time hearing this? Um, I don't, so I have to, every episode I have to have at least one thing remind me of something else. Um, okay. And I forgot to actually look it up to see if it actually is similar at all um the opening reminds me of delta spirit yeah 
Yeah. That, okay. Okay. I see it. I, I got. I got you. You. Know, okay. Safe. Cool. Cool. That's it. <laughs> yep. I'll allow it. <laughs> but that, that that makes sense. Um, real good track. That of all the Volt songs. Whew. I've listened to that one a lot. Track number twenty three. We were happy. Swifties had gotten a hold of this one. <laughs> gotten a hold of a really good version of this. This one. Some of the demos are like clearly like just recorded on like a cell phone, and some of them like were professionally recorded, so they were like close to being on an album. And this was one of those. Gotcha. My my only note on this one is I like this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one. It just it, it works. When it was good, it, it's got it. It is that it has a country side to it. It has a countryside, and I love what I really like about it is it's relatable nostalgia, like a young relationship, and they're just you know they're talking about all the things they're gonna do one day, and they're gonna be together, and it's just very simple, and they're happy, and mm-hmm. it, it's cute. It's yeah, and it's nice. Yeah, it's, it's it's a really good little track. I think I'm just I'm just always impressed, like that she has all these like she writ- she wrote so many songs like and i mean we we talked about that when it's like <laughs> we, when we talked about well we we never talked about level we, we definitely never talked about uh, it yeah definitely no that we've never discussed that uh and same with like when folklore and Evermore came out it was just like well like you have so many tracks <laughs> what are you doing with <laughs> all and it's like you can tell now back in the fearless day she just like it, she hasn't stopped writing songs <laughs> I have a feeling it might be a coping mechanism. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> or it's just like so ingrained <laughs> in her being. <laughs> they just come spilling out. I mean, it's impressive to have this many. And, and they're not, and they're, they're mostly all good. Yeah. Track 24 is That's When featuring Keith Urban. Keith Urban, I don't know. He just, I haven't listened to Keith Urban in 15 years and he still sounds like Keith Urban the from same. 2002. Like even like the way he like introed his voice, like, the, with the little humming. It's like, you haven't changed in 20 years, have you? <laughs> You're still the same dude, huh? <laughs> just like, 2002 Keith Urban is just like, frozen. <laughs> so, I this one, honestly, it's not for me, and I, I think it's just because it reminds me of pop country, and that could just be because Keith Urban's Oh, here. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's, it's the guy who sings Somebody Like You, and it's just like, that, that song is like stuck in your brain forever. It's like the country song by Keith Urban, and it's just like, it's he's still there. He'll be 115 years old, and he'll be like, yeah, it's Keith Urban, man. Hey, it's Keith Urban. Him and, oh, who's the, uh, uh, Paul Red, the other, the, the other ageless Oh, Paul, Paul Red doesn't age. He has not aged forever. <laughs> Like, as Scott and I were just talking about Paul Rudd because he loves Paul Rudd and <laughs> how much he has not aged. I don't actually know how old he is. Is he in his 50s now? He's in his 50s now. Yeah, like he, but he wouldn't know it. He looks like he might be, I don't know, 10 years out of Clueless. Possibly. Possibly, maybe. I'm being generous. <laughs> I'm trying to even, like, Clueless came out in the 90s, right? Yeah. Keith Urban's 53. Wait, wait, oh gosh, wait. But I am I don't I don't I don't have a picture of today's Keith Urban in my head. I just know the younger Keith Urban, but maybe they're the same. They're probably the same person. That's the, it's the case for Paul Rudd. <laughs> I can't believe Paul Rudd's in his fifties. Anyways, well, well it yeah, it it's got that vibe. I, I think it's a good song for what it is. I think it's a good little duet. Yeah. I think it's a fun little track twenty five is Don't You. I 
This was another one. This was the other song that the Swifties had no knowledge of, which means I have heard it like twice and I do not remember it, which is not what the show is for. The show's for like research and listening to stuff. My note is the same as we were happy. I said I like this one. Okay. <laughs> oh, so this is the one where she's like, she's running into an ex and she's still kind of in love with that ex. And mm. she's basically telling, telling them, don't, don't tell me you miss me and like smile at me. If you don't want to be with me, because I still want to be with you. So Ah, just don't do that. So that's the song. That's what the song's about. I think it's one of the softer ones, if I'm remembering correctly. This is, we could be completely wrong right now, because neither of us really remember it. And (laughs) I don't feel like looking it up right now. But (laughs) there's just so much here. But I mean, it was good. It was a good one. And I like how it was written. And it has a different message. I don't think she's sung of someone who sings about, like, relationships and... (laughs) significant others as as much as taylor swift does it's neat that this song is another aspect of it of that side of it (laughs) it's like you still have different subject matter (laughs) to write about yeah that's it i it was a good one (laughs) in my opinion i didn't write anything bad about it so it means i liked it yeah and then track 26 is bye bye baby which the the swifties knew as one thing when Taylor rolled out the vault song, she did it in it's the Swifties and Taylor both progressively get more and more arcane and insane. And so she rolled out the, all the vault songs as anagrams. <laughs> and like within 10 minutes, the Swifties had like figured out Bye Bye Baby and then had figured out that that was a lyric in a song that they knew as one thing <laughs> and figured that she had <laughs> changed the title of one thing to Bye Bye Baby. Because that's the Swifties. <laughs> it's an insane group of people. Bunch of clowns. <laughs> that is their meme. They all use it. The the clown face meme. Uh-huh. Um, of just progressively getting more insane. And they they embrace it. And I, I find it hilarious. <laughs> Everything's a clown theory. The clown theory from the other night was the Stephen Colbert 1989 picture. And they're like, 1989 is next. <laughs> Here's all the hints. And just like, it's great. I... I really like Bye Bye Baby. I think it's a, I think it's a good song. I like the version of one thing, so I like this one. All right. Well, as someone, see, I didn't hear any of these prior because I am not one of these Swifties. But I, my note is that the opening of this one has a more complex sound than the other ones. But I have no idea what I'm referring to and if that's true or not. But whenever she does Deep Blue Tennessee um, from the Vault, that's that's a song that um, that that's a that's a song. Those 26 tracks just, they create an album that is now we are done talking about. I, boy, overall rating, oh, not rating, um, thoughts, thoughts. Just, I, I think I said, oh, I put the thoughts kind of in the topics. I just, I find it incredible that she was able to, like, she pulled this off and, like, all I can think of is, is how all these topics are going to matter when we start talking about Taylor Swift, the de- her debut album whole version like how she can strip the country away from her debut album and it's going to be and the voice thing is going to be so much better i can't wait to hear speak now which is usually my favorite album of hers like just the kind of stuff she's going to be able to do with that same same with red same with all these like i i just i can't wait to hear like because i know now that she can just like meticulously go through second by second in every single one of these songs and recreate the, them all to a better place like there wasn't a 
even the one I even 15 which I didn't like not like as much like I still think it's a better version of the song so like the fact that it's not like I think six songs are better and six songs are worse it is I think every single one of these songs is better just gives me like immense hope for like every other one of these Taylor's versions I'm yeah. very excited for the fact that there are going to be five more of these <laughs> it's fun yeah I agree as a perfectionist collectionist type person too it'll be so fun to have these definite versions of all these albums that I really like that are redone that sound even better than they did back in the day and have all these bonus tracks and those organized so nicely <laughs> yeah and then we're gonna get them like she, because of her work ethic it's not like we're gonna get this and not see like speak now till 2023 like rumor has it like 1989 taylor's version is coming like end of june start of july which is just wild but (laughs) i mean wild because of the work like to be able to produce 26 tracks and like however fast she did it and this well is like insane but it also makes sense like if you're trying to get rid of all your old like devalue all your old music as fast as possible like it makes sense like you don't need to roll these out once a year like like, you're not going on tour right now so you know yeah Yeah. (laughs) you want to you want to own your music as fast as possible so like every three months like that's fine yep yep i could not put together a 26 song album every three months but more power to her considering she also put out two studio albums last year yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, i'm not reading this i don't know about you oh i am but oh okay i can't i can't rate 26 songs (laughs) i i can rate fearless i can't fearless yeah yeah i i I would give it a rating just so we have one i i think it's a solid six i fearless has never been my favorite taylor swift album i have three sometimes four albums that i like more than fearless um i think fearless is solid though i it's like definitely now i'm i'm fine i'm fine with a six especially yeah especially now like just taking those original songs and listening to it as an album yeah yeah, I'd give it a six. I was so happy sitting there listening to it. It was ridiculous. So I think I like Fearless now is ele- elevated up to the level of the other albums I really liked because, like I said, though things like Tell Me Why and Breathe that just didn't hit as hard, was they hit much better now. Um, but I want to give the other albums also a chance because I, like I said, I I like Speak Now and 1989 more than Fearless, and I think Taylor's version of those will just be, like be even better than the originals, so don't elevate themselves above Fearless again. Mm-hmm. I, I think what she did is, is fantastic, and some of, the, some of the stuff is... Like, if you have not gone listen to Untouchable, go listen to Untouchable, Taylor's version. <laughs> That's so good. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, so next week... Um, next week I'll be... Uh, I'll have Vaccine 1. Yeah. Oh, boy. I... I... And we, well, we didn't say it in the show. We said it in the first 38 minutes of recording that you're not going to hear. But uh, yeah, I, I have already gotten my vaccine once. So yeah, next week we'll both be one shot down. Woohoo! Wild. Uh, so next week, we'll be checking out Dua Lipa's 2020 release, Future Nostalgia, which I have referenced a couple shows in a row now because um, I can't stop listening to it. <laughs> I have not listened to it, so we're gonna be back to me not knowing anything. <laughs> I won't spoil it. You're gonna, you'll know some stuff off of here. I was shocked, probably, at how much I actually knew on this. Interesting, because I swear I only know one song by Dua Lipa. I thought I knew one song by Ho too, and then I knew a lot. <laughs> then you realized you knew a lot more. It was one of those weird, like, wait, that's Dua Lipa. That's wait. Dua Lipa. 
That's... I didn't know. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you listen to your pods on. We do appreciate it. Talk to you next week, and we'll catch you on the B-side. Bye.